Hi, my beautiful people. This is Bimi Shavery, and I am here with your daily dose of energy. If you are new here, welcome, welcome, welcome to all of you who have been a part of the tribe. You've been a part of the podcast. You are signed up on the newsletters. You've reached out to me through emails and you have really been following this journey for the last four to five years. I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for returning and continuing to allow me to be used as a vessel in your life. Um, Again, I do want to say for those of you who are new here, I have been doing this podcast since 2019, but I have been in the position to lead, to talk, to speak life into. I have been, um, I have multiple different lives. I shall say I've been in the entertainment industry. I have, um, a lot of lot of experience when it comes to PR work and communication, as well as corporate leadership, in addition to just nonprofit organization that I've owned since 2012. And also being in the position of influence. I've been that person for a very long time. I am what many people call the resources resource. So I want to let you guys know it is an honor. I am very grateful to be here to be able to speak with you guys to share with you guys. And I did speak in in short with the last episode of 2022 about how I was going to be sharing different type of things, different type of episodes with you guys going through 2023. Um because I feel like there's so many different things that are not being talked about with a real insight, right? There are a lot of different, there's a lot of different advice being given. There's a lot of different people having a lot of opinions about what you should do when it comes to career, what you should do when it comes to your health, what you should do when it comes to relationships, et cetera, and so on. And so I felt like it's just best to speak from experience. And it's also great to incorporate the different type of lessons and the different type of triumphs and trials and experimentation that you may go through when you're trying to identify what you are here to do and different things that work for you, different methods, different capabilities that you may have, all of these things. And throughout the years of this podcast, I have spoken about health. I've spoken about astrology. I've spoken about spirituality. I've spoken about religion. I've spoken about relationships. I've spoken about self-evolution. I've spoken about a lot of different things. And so that is not going to change, but I am going to implement more of the experience I have when it comes to navigating in different points of our life, because we're in a we're in an era where everything is social media and people take social media as gold. Whereas when I began my uh, career in corporate, I was 17 years old and you're supposed to be at that time, 18 years old. So how I got the job, how I had to study to interview for the job experience and all of those things um, taught me the things that I know and it's assisted me in my evolution and why I have evolved in the way that I have and where I am right now, whether it be in corporate 
are my personal brand, right? I do a lot of work in many, many fields and I'm comfortable being the person behind the scenes because that's where the real work is. That's where you really impact people and whatever is seen in the forefront is just the result of the work put in behind the scenes. So I've always saw more value in being that person that pushes and uh, pulls and plants seeds and nurtures them and watches them grow and evolve in that way. So this particular episode, I feel like it's best to release to you guys because we're in the top of 2023 where people have this, you know, new me, new year, new me type of idea. And I've spoken many, many times about my personal new year not being until the spring. Um, New year really doesn't start until a new season starts. And so, but that is (sighs) calendar wise. January 1st is a new year because the calendar changes. But when you're thinking about when things began to really move forward in a different way, new seeds are planted and blooming, that is in the spring. So this is still a very big chunk of 2022 energy we're feeling and a lot of energy that we're having to navigate through because there's still some things you're having to get through before you get to the second quarter of the year. Now, What we're going to talk about on this particular episode is career based things. So whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you are in corporate America, whether you are trying to figure out where you fit in and if you even want to be in corporate America, not everyone is suitable for for, for corporate America, meaning not everyone desires that and not everyone is willing to do what needs to be done in order to evolve and grow and expand within it. And that's perfectly okay, because everyone's journey is different. However, I've been blessed to navigate both entrepreneurship as well as corporate America. I've started working at 15 years old and I started in the restaurant industry. I started at Williams Chicken. And in Dallas, Williams Chicken is a big deal. It's franchised all over now in um in in Dallas, but I was blessed to be trained by the owner. I was blessed to be taught different skill sets by the owner and thank God he's still alive, but he has impacted our community in a major way. I was taught leadership by him um at a very young age. And so being someone who you're not you weren't legally even able to work until you were 16 years old. He hired a lot of school high school kids and that was a way to keep us out of trouble. That was a way to keep us going on a path of growth, right? Because we're from the hood and when you're from the inner city, there are different things you can get caught up into and that's another episode for a different thing, but I've experienced a lot of different things. I come from a very good family. I come from a well-rounded family, but I also got into relationship with someone who was from a different part of the the city, right? Even though we're from the same inner city, um, there was different experiences we both had. And we emerging those words or those worlds bring you a different insight. But that's another episode for another day. This particular episode, I want to speak to you about what I am noticing and what I have been noticing for the last few years with this new generation that is coming into the workforce. And I do feel that there is a major disconnect. And this is in no way to bash. This is in no way to um, speak down upon. This is just bringing real realized realizations to the forefront, right? Things that are really, really, really 
intricate in you evolving. And this isn't just this generation. I've seen people who are much older who should know a lot better and they don't. So this episode is just to give you guys a bit of understanding of what I'm seeing from the corporate side, from the behind the scenes, from the recruiting world, as well as what I've seen as being in leadership for about 12 years now. So let me just give you guys a disclaimer. This may touch a little sore spots for people, but it's the reality and it's the truth. It's coming from a place of love, but it's something that needs to be said. And I feel once we are aware of these things, then we'll be able to bridge a lot of different gaps and bring a lot of clarity and understanding in how you should move forward and why you may not be progressing as you think you should. Right. So let's start from when I first started into corporate America. Like I stated to you guys, I started in corporate America at 17 years old, the legal age for corporate America at that time was 18. I started in the workforce at 15 years old. My father did not want me to work. That wasn't something he wanted, but I was adamant about it. For whatever reason, I really wanted to work, right? So I went to uh, Williams Chicken. I was interviewed. My managers were two twins. They owned the franchise, right? They was franchised out to them. But the owner Mr. Williams still had his hand in all of the franchises. Like he did not disconnect from the franchise because he wanted it to remain authentic to the original brand. So this was one of the first franchises that was um, created right after he had been in the business for a few years. And in this, when I first went into Williams Chicken, mind you, I never worked before, but I come from a family that taught us very early. I being the oldest grandchild and the third oldest grandchild on my dad's side and the oldest child from my parents, we were, t- I was taught responsibility. I was taught that you, how you talk to people. And one of the main things my family taught us was you never know who knows who you never know who knows who. So how you show up is how you'll be remembered. What you say, how you carry yourself is a representation of this family It is a representation of you. It is something that will follow you throughout your life. So how you talk, how you speak, how you engage with people, that attitude, how you how you present yourself, what you're wearing, uh, your face, how your face is looking, your hair needs to be together. All of these things were presentation, right? It's very important when you're dealing with people because people judge you at face value first. So I wasn't taught to dilute myself. I was taught to make sure that my best self, no matter what phase I was in in life, is always presented because that's what is going to bring people towards you. And that's what is going to cause people to engage with you or not. So I entered into corporate America already coming to work, clothes ironed, um, clothes clean, you know, just presenting myself in a way. And the beautiful thing about in corporate, I mean, not in corporate America, the beautiful thing about working at Williams was it was franchised by two sisters who were twins who were from the inner city, which we call the hood, right? Twin sisters, they were from South Dallas and they understood the hood, right? So they also understood that we had a franchise now, they had a franchise now in the suburbs. Duncanville, which was at that time a suburb. It's still considered a semi-suburb, but it is definitely not what it was when I began going to school there. And it definitely, definitely wasn't what it was when um, I began working there. So you are, I, I come in, okay. And even if you didn't have 
the clothes, right? We had to wear a tie. We wore this Williams chicken smiley face tie. We wore a white top and navy blue pants and black shoes. If you did not have clothes or you did not have the money to buy the, the unit, well, you didn't have to buy the uniform. They provided it to you. It came out of your first check. But if you weren't able to clean your clothes or whatever, they really took the time to help the kids and the young people know what it was they needed to do and how they needed to present themselves. So they worked very hard at that. They taught us. I didn't know the different parts of the chicken because in my household, my family, my grandmother would cut a whole chicken up and fry it, but I wasn't standing around her asking what pieces or what I just knew. I liked a wing and I knew I liked a leg. I do not like, I'm not a fan of thighs or breast meat, right? It's not my favorite thing, but I do prefer white meat over dark meat, but I need a leg in my life, right? <laughs> so um, they taught us at first, I was taught the drive through meaning you have to know how to talk to people. You greet the people, you talk to them, you ask them for the order, you have to understand math. So you have to know how to calculate. Even though we had a cash register, you, you we net we were taught to always double check our work right you don't want to overcharge anyone you don't want to undercharge anyone but you also just want to make sure that the math is mathing so you understanding how the cash register works understanding the price of things understanding all of these things so I worked myself from the drive-through all the way learning how to close the close the place at 15 16 years old now granted I'm 15 6 year old woman I did I mean little girl I did not close that by myself right I always had an adult there and it was often a man closing with you because for protection but you were safe right it was a very uh protected environment as far as like with cameras and all of those things so you're you feel free pretty safe and it's a lit up area we're right next door to the fire station we're good so um, I learned how to fry. I learned the recipe for the seasoning. I learned how to start the gravy and the mashed potatoes. Even to this day, when I go and I order food from there, if I can tell if someone didn't do what they were supposed to do in the seasonings, or if they didn't do what they were supposed to do in uh, the, <laughs> the mashed potatoes or the corn fritters or things like that, because you you learn those things and I'm a stickler for that. So I only go to certain Williams chicken locations because, because it's franchised out, things are changed in these other franchises when you go into other suburbs. And I'm like, I ain't with that. But anyway, so I learned the etiquette. I learned how to deal with all types of people. I learned people by name. I started to really engage. Now, mind you, my father was a head chef at a head expo at, at Red Lobster for over 30 something years. So I am familiar with the food industry. I also worked at Red Lobster as a hostess. So I had to learn how to deal with difficult people. I had to learn how to deal with people who were coming in with attitudes and combative and church folk was the worst folk on Sundays. So you definitely um, <laughs> had to learn how to control your, yourself. How I would respond at home is definitely not the way I would respond at work because again, it falls back on my upbringing. You never know who knows you. You never know who is going to know someone you know and then your reputation supersedes you so we always were taught those things so those are things I always no matter how frustrated I got no matter how irritated I got I would walk away I knew how to go in the back I knew how to scream and I knew how to do all of that but come back and I, I was groomed into professionalism right so 
as I'm getting up in through corporate or through regular, you know, just working in restaurant industry, whatever, I decided I didn't want to deal with people like that. I didn't want to deal with the restaurants in industry. I really like the restaurant industry, but I prefer corporate America. Because I like the professionalism of it. I like the idea of people getting dressed up, going into an office. I love that. That was something that I really, really liked at a young age. And so I worked at many different spaces. I started in call centers before I got into corporate. I started, I worked for Metro PCS, which is a now a big telecommunications phone brand all over the world but then it was only in California it was only in Florida and it was only in Atlanta it was not in Texas it was nowhere else no one else could use it and I always said it was so cheap and I always said if I ever got if it ever came to Texas I was gonna give me Metro PCS phone and I was working there activating phones for people all over in Atlanta, Florida, and California. And so I had to learn over the phone etiquette. I had to learn how to greet people, how to talk to people, how to de-escalate. So I learned conflict resolution at a very young age. I learned how to, but I'd already learned a lot of that dealing with people face to face. So as I'm growing through, I get the opportunity to apply at another telecommunications, which is why I ended up in telecom for over 20 years, because I Metro PCS kicked that off for me. Like I loved tech, right? So I get into Singular Wireless, which is now I, uh, AT&T. I get there. I get the opportunity to start. Why? Because, of course, I interviewed well. I interviewed well. I was young, but they decided to take a risk on me, a, ch- a chance on me. Why? Because I had experience. I had experience since 15 years old working with the public, working in collections. You need to have a sense of they don't they really don't want you fresh off the uh, out the mud because you really, really the type of people you're dealing with. The type of people you have to engage with over the phone, it gets very tricky. And I hate to say it, but people have gotten only worse throughout the years, but they were horrible then. So you're dealing with people, you're having to learn to deescalate all of these things, right? So fast forward, I'm moving through the chains. I get an opportunity. I say there a year, I get another opportunity. I start working in telemarketing and I hated it. I absolutely hated calling people. I hated people, um, feeling like I was pestering them. I didn't want to sell anything. I never liked that portion. So I left there. I ended up getting into, um, then it was Comcast, Time Warner, et cetera, and so on. Anyway, I get into the telecom industry and I grow and I grow and I grow and I grow from collect. I take my collections experience from AT&T Singular up into now I'm in the industry of television, right? I'm doing all of that type of stuff. But I've had other jobs. I've had human. I worked for Humana Insurance. I've done a lot of different things in between. And I did move around a lot, but I gained a lot of things. I had the intention of learning, taking it and filling my resume. Right. I want to fill my resume with at least three to six months of each place. And I always got on permanent. I never did temp work, um, not because it's a bad thing, but just because I always felt like benefits were important. We were taught that also benefits are important, but also I didn't like the idea of knowing I'm going to work one day and not knowing if I'm going to go to work the other day, because that's how temp work used to work back in the day. You didn't have a set schedule and I wanted to be corporate. I wanted to have 
a set schedule and I wanted weekends off. Okay. I wasn't doing nothing on the weekends really, but going to my brother's football's games and being with my family. But I didn't want to work on Saturday and Sunday because the grown people didn't work on the weekends. <laughs> so I'm evolving. I'm going through, I'm learning, I'm studying. I am mastering the craft of navigating through a professional setting. I have to, there's a dress code. There is a way that you talk to people. There is a way that you learn how to engage with people. And I learned different personalities. That was one of the biggest things I learned when I entered into real corporate at 18. Um, Well, I was able to advance into a real corporate like fraud investigation. I advanced from, I was in collections in telecom for about two years. And then with Time Warner, I was there only three months. And then I moved, they they promoted me to be in a new department they were creating, which is fraud investigation. So this was a very tricky lesson for me, okay? I had a manager though, who was a director. I reported directly to the director. And I'm 18, 19 years old at this time, going on 20. And the patience she had, she's from Guatemala. The patience she had with me, a little girl from the hood who was not accustomed to, now I'm having to deal with people who are knowing they're lying, knowing they're stealing, knowing they're taking people's information, knowing they have back bills, or they are people who really are victims of people using their information. Like I'm having to use my discernment. I'm having to grow in discernment because you're taught one way, right? You're taught that these are the signs. If you see this balance, this is what you're asking them for. They, whatever. But then I get the power to now I'm turning off your stuff. So now you're dealing with people that are angry, that are frustrated, and they don't have the money to pay for these bills. And if they're not, their bills are even more angrier. The stories I have, y'all would never believe, okay? So as I'm growing and I'm evolving, and I'm telling you guys this because I'm going to get to the reason why it's so important in the disconnect between now and then. Um, there's so much to learn, right? You're, you're, I'm sitting, I'm talking to people in leadership. I'm learning. I'm great. I'm creating a program. I'm creating a system. I'm creating processes at 20 years old for a fortune 500 company. And I've never done this before, but my experience in these other fields is what got me to this place where now I'm able to really utilize my skill set. And I'm putting all this on my resume, but I'm also enjoying what I'm doing because it's challenging me. I'm learning, I'm growing, and I'm really impacting people's lives. I'm listening to people's stories. I'm able to have the compassion to say, okay, I can work with you on this or okay, I can do this for you or no, you need to take care of this, right? I am in a position of power at 20 years old, but I gradually got there. I didn't just walk into the door and get the power. I had experience. I had skill sets that were developed since I was 15 years old. So I literally had five years of experience over people who were walking in the door, wanting the position I was given at 20 years old. Okay. So I'm thinking about all of this. I'm learning. I'm building relationships. And five years past, I'm in fraud investigation. I'm a trainer. I'm leading people. And now I'm ready to go into the business side, right? I'm ready to do business class, which is high class of the company at this point, right? So I'm like, 
I'm ready. I, I feel like I've already trained all these people. I've trained people in New York. I've trained people in California. Now I'm at the age of 21, getting ready to be 22 years old. Okay. Um, and I am about 23, 24 years old. I'm getting ready to go to business class. I get the job. The person that is in the other department that I'm going to, guess what? That person who is hiring me or interviewing me is a person who used to be in the department that I'm now leaving from. She used to be in the department next to me. So she's accustomed to hearing how I speak to people. She saw how I dealt with de-escalations. She saw how I'm dealing with people in in very conflict-driven situations. And she decided I was the best fit for business class. Now, let me think of let's think about this for a second, okay? You're in this place, you've grown, you've moved. You're not thinking about all these people around you that's watching you and that are in other departments that are engaging with you. You're not thinking about them having any impact in where it is you go. But this is how corporate works. You don't know, and this goes back to what I was taught growing up. You never know who knows who. You never know who is going to um, recognize you. You never know who's going to have an impact in, in your future. You just never know, right? So because I've always treated people right, I've always been that person that is fair. I've been respectful because I was taught that. I, I've grown into that. Then now I have this opportunity in this job in the same company. And because of this person who used to sit where I sat, but in a different department, recognizing me because of that, guess what? I get the interview. Not only do I get the interview, she puts a word into the hiring person in HR. Yes, you want her. She's great. I remember her. She did good. Okay, great. So now I'm in in business class, but I have a person that I've worked with closely for the last five years that I also want to bring with me because I'm trusted, because they know my personality, because they trust how I handle conflict, because they know that I'm capable. They trust my word. Which means I'm able to bring other people in with me. And what happened? I bring that person in. Me and that person worked together again side by side for another five years. And then we both evolved and did other things in the company. Right. Fast forward to. I decide I'm working. uh, I'm not working with people talking to people anymore. Now I'm over contracts. Now I'm dealing with salespeople. Now I am approving um, or denying, you know, major companies from getting installations or whatever the case may be. I'm having to really utilize all my skill set. Fast forward to I'm working in immigration. I'm dealing with all type of different things when it comes to people trying to get citizen citizenship. Okay. I'm telling you guys all of this just in summary so that you get an idea of why your skills, your experience is important, but also learning as much as you can, but really evolving in your personality. You cannot bring who you, I couldn't bring little Brandy from Oak Cliff into corporate America. I had to bring her, I had to ease her into corporate America in a way that did not block my own progress. And what I'm seeing now is I fast forwarded, I've evolved, I've expanded. I was in the company for almost 20 years. Well, in telecom for I was with the company 16 years in telecom in general for 20 years. And now I'm in the dental industry. That's a huge deal. Right. And I made the decision to do that. But I've utilized all of my my resume is full. It's fruitful. It's not filled with one job here, 
two jobs there, no job, this, that. It's not. It's not built like that. I learned how to interview. I learned how to speak. And back in when we were really trying, I'm 38. So back when we were having, I used to have to call these places. We would get newspapers and look for jobs, circle the jobs because they will print, print the jobs in the newspaper. We didn't go on the internet and search for a job and click and just get, a, no, we had to circle the job, call them. Are y'all hiring? Yes. Come in, bring our resume, hope to get an interview, continue to follow up. We learned how to talk to people. We learned how to present ourselves for a interview. We did not try to come in like I'm straight from the block. I'm straight from, I don't know, uh, a rural city that don't really deal with anybody. Um, coming in, talking to people in a way where they're, we're trying to make them give us an opportunity. No, you have to prove that you're deserving of that opportunity and why you're the best fit for the job. Fast forward to today, I have worked in recruiting for a very long time and I have been a person who has had to hire, has been a person who has been the only in many, 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 many years. I've been the only in my position. The higher up you go, you realize it's not a lot of faces that look familiar to you. And so my thing has always been bringing people in who get the opportunities because not everyone just gets the opportunity. I was so blessed. I was so privileged in that way because of my upbringing, but also because of what I knew and learned as I was growing and evolving in corporate America. The world is not the same anymore. So people come in with this idea, especially people who have never worked before. You're looking at social media. You're assuming that this is real life. They're telling you to say one thing. They're telling you to present yourself one way. And you're going in with this aura like you own the place, like you're coming in to change the place. Everything is a battle. Everything is a fight. Everything is. And one thing that's not going to change is the structure of corporate America in the sense of there needing to be order. That's never going to change. You don't dictate what is going to change on a corporate level when you're coming in entry level. You've made no influence. You have no impact. You're just basically a seat filler at that point. And that is a hard reality, but it's the truth. And as you grow and as you learn and as you evolve, you expand. And that is where you build connections. Your reputation supersedes you. Your reputation is what's going to be in those doors before you are. People are going to talk about your attitude. People are going to notice how you present yourself. People are going to tell themselves and tell their peers if you're coachable or not. Is this person good at conflict resolution? Can this person be molded? Is this person a true leader? And I'm not saying someone who just puts it on their resume. I mean, you are a leader. You're capable of motivating. You're, co you're capable of being motivated. You're coming in in a inability to orchestrate change in a way that is influential and impactful to the company as a whole. Are you an advocate? Can you be advocated to? Are you someone that people would like to work for? Are you a passive aggressive tyrant? Are you someone who has the understanding of different personalities? Are you disciplined? All of these things are developed over time. You don't just read this on the Internet and go into a job and think you're going to run the place. You don't change corporate politics just because of your race. You don't change corporate politics just because of where you think you're from. You don't change corporate politics just because of who you think you know. You change corporate politics by being who you are in a space that can impact where you are. How influential are you when you enter a room? How good is your communication? I can't tell you how 
embarrassing it is to get someone into the door and their communication skills are combative. They don't have a good understanding. They don't want a good understanding. They think they know it all. They're coming in because they've read something on the on the internet that makes them feel like they know all there is to know about navigating through a company and a system and uh, a field that they have absolutely no idea about. They think I could say all the big words. I could say all of the intelligent sounding words. But when you open your mouth, you're really an embarrassment. That is embarrassing. That is embarrassing. How you speak can you be a liaison can you be someone who is able to be promoted can we put you in place of people and really can you close deals can you really influence change can you really impact the people that you lead can you really be a supervisor or you just want it because of the money are you capable of really developing the team are you able to create structure are you able to navigate and really illustrate a change that is on a very 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 solar level in a department that you are now leading or being a part of you can be a leader and not have the title and that be more impactful than a person with one I've been in positions where I've only been in positions three months, four months, five months, and I've been offered new positions that are higher than I even applied for, or even that I even thought I wanted because of what I showed when I stepped through the door, because of the influence I had, because of the impact, because of the way I naturally allow my personality to assist, not take away from. People watch that. How detail oriented are you? Right? Time management, those things matter so much. Problem solving. What have you really accomplished? What do you know about the field that you're entering in? Are you able to learn more? Are you really in a space where you want to learn more? What do you know about the marketing and communications field? What do you know about sales? How educated are you on what it is you're speaking about? So many people are in these different uh, positions in healthcare, human services, whether education, engineering, sales, marketing. They just they think the titles sound good, but you don't have what it takes to really impact anyone. You don't have what it takes to really create the structural change that you think is needed. You haven't allowed yourself to really sit and absorb what's happening before you opened your mouth and tried to combat it. That's the problem. So one of the things that I notice about this generation of job searchers is right now it is definitely an employee market. And right now we have a lot of people that go into jobs and they don't stay because there are other opportunities that and they're chasing the money, which is not a horrible thing. But what I want you to know is that while you're chasing the money, you should also be chasing the skill. You should also be chasing the influence. You should also be chasing the impact. You should also be chasing what is going to stick when the time says this new way of jobs coming and going settles because it will. It won't always be this way. It won't always feel this lucrative. 
And eventually you're going to have to get somewhere and grow there. You're going to have to get somewhere and stick there so that you can grow. You don't have benefits. You don't have um, an idea of why they're important. You don't have a foundation strong enough to stand on because you're job hopping everywhere, trying to do everything, coming in like you run the place and you don't. Especially in companies that have been established for years and years and years that are older than you. There's a reason why they've been around so long. Instead of trying to learn that, instead of trying to grow within that, instead of trying to really gather all the information you can so that you can be an influential change in that. You come and want to dismantle it all because social media says that's the thing to do and it's not. When you go into interviews, I can't tell you how many people we've had to pass on. And I have personally said absolutely no way to because you come into this interview as if you think this job owes you something. You don't care about your appearance. You come in like Rico Suave or you come in like you straight going to the club. You come in with this attitude that, you know, someone owes you something. You don't know how to communicate. You don't know how to speak in an intellectual way, a way that allows you to show your best self. Why do you need to have this job? But why should I choose you for this job? Just because of why? If I have seven other potential candidates that are better for this job, what makes you stand out other than the fact that I'm disgusted by the way that you're talking or I'm disgusted by the way that you came in here looking or I'm disgusted by the way that you had no concern for time. You show up late, you show up late or you miss the interview. You don't even try to give a courtesy call at least 24 hours in advance to say you can't make it. And then when you miss it, you're now hounding the interviewer or you're hounding the recruiter because now you feel like you really want the job and then you get in the job and they say no. And now it's the company's fault. It's your fault. You weren't ready. You are ready. So there is some things that have to structurally change in you as an individual in order for you to infiltrate certain spaces. And I tell everybody, I've been asked a lot of times, why haven't I left corporate America to uh, do my full time entrepreneur, like do the podcast, do the um, I, I mean, I was in P I've been in PR for years doing that, like and I'm very successful at those things, like I'm very successful at that. But why haven't I left? Because I don't want to leave corporate America and do that. I don't don't want to work for the people out of an obligation. I like to give what I'm gifted to give to the people because I desire that. If I allow that to be how I live, then I will not enjoy it anymore and I will despise human beings and it will take away the gift that I have. I'd rather use it, do what I choose to do with it and be able to use that as an outlet. Yes, it's successful. Yes, I'm grateful for it all, but I know that I don't want that to be my livelihood because contrary to popular belief, people think that because you're in entrepreneurship that everything is much easier, right? Or I work hard, but I work hard for because I enjoy it. You will not enjoy it anymore if you have people criticizing what you think is valuable. If you have people having an idea, thinking they have the better option, they want to sell in a discount on everything. They have this idea that, you know, you're supposed to give, 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 give and produce and produce more with no heart in it because you're you're feeding this vicious cycle of. Consumerism. I don't want that. 
I want to really be of change. I've always done that. I've always felt my impact is in my ability to care. It's in my compassion. It's in my ability to really, really want to invest in the betterment of people. And because I know that, that is what helps me. That is what helps me navigate through this this cycle. I enjoy corporate America because I enjoy the growing. I enjoy the learning. And it is the best way to run a successful business because you learn from a successful business how to run one. You learn about the different things you have to deal with and the think and the things you have to think about when you are in control of a business. There has to be procedures and processes. You have a lot of people that wake up in the morning and start a business and they are overwhelmed with the the orders that they get or they're overwhelmed with the people who are complaining about the lack of response. You weren't ready. Yes, you have something that will sell, but you don't have your business together. You think you're going to be in a big major corporate, you can compete with major corporations and you running like a mom and pop store that ain't going to work. So it's all of these different ideas and all of these different things that people have in their mind is success and it's going to get you further, but it really sets you back because you're not allowing yourself to develop. You don't come out the womb ready for everything. You have to go through cycles and there needs to be a process. And so what I would say to people who are on this journey of trying to navigate career, trying to understand, um, you know, professionalism, it, it isn't whitewashed, right? It doesn't mean that you have to change your personality. You're developing different parts of your personality. There are different parts of you that should show up in different spaces, even though they're all a part of you. I don't go to my grandmother's house and act the way I'd go to my homegirl's house. I don't go to my um, I don't go to church and act the way that I would act at the club. I don't even go to the club anymore, but that you get what I'm saying. I don't do that. So there should be definitely some sort of discernment that is used when you're interviewing with people. What is your objective? What are you selling and why should they buy? What are you bringing into the table? What are you bringing into the department? What are you able to contribute? Because otherwise you're looking at as a, you're looked at as a liability. We're going to have to spend money because we got to pay this person. We got to spend money because we got to train this person. We have to deal with the, com- the, the confusion. We have to deal with the chaos. We have to deal with the complaints. If this person comes in and acts a fool, we have to deal with the conflict and the toxic culture that's going to be created within the department. If this person has a bad attitude. Right. We have to deal with this person quitting if we are or we have to fire them and spend more money to hire somebody else because this person just wasn't a good fit. So they're vetting. And if I'm vetting you, what makes you the best option? And I don't want to hear that I should be able to show up the way I know you need to show up in a way that someone wants to hire you or work with you, because otherwise you'll still be outside the door complaining that no one wants to let you in the door. But it's all because of you. Sometimes it's not that it's the man holding you back. Sometimes you just don't qualify for the position you think you deserve. And if that is the case, sometimes you just have to go back within yourself and realize there's more work to do. No, I can't start off as a director, even if that's a title that folks just throwing around now. A director has a lot of responsibility. A director has a lot of things on their plate and they're responsible for a lot of people. They have to have an ability to save money, spend money, 
obtain money, reap results. But you still arguing over what somebody said in an email. You still got an attitude because someone questioned you about what you've done. You have to have conflict resolution at the highest level because you're dealing with a multitude of different, not only just different people, but different type of companies, different type of corporations, different type of um, stake stockholders. You're dealing with a lot and you are a liability if you're going to cost more money than it's worth spending on you. So this is to let you guys know that, yes, there is a very competitive market right now where you are creating your resumes and your resume. I, OK, I'm not even going to go into the depth of that because that'll be a whole nother three, four hours. I'm just going to say to you guys, your resumes should be a enhancement on the skill set that you have, because when people are looking at your resume and they're interviewing the person who submitted this resume and that person does not represent what they said they are on this resume, you make yourself look bad and you really block other people who may look like you from getting an opportunity when they probably deserve it. So it's important for you. If you want to work at a catfish spot, then do whatever you want to do. But if you're trying to go into any establishment that is in a professional establishment and you're dealing with the public or you're dealing with people or you're dealing with people money or you are you're dealing with a professional atmosphere, it is important for you to adapt to that. You need to adapt to that. You can still be yourself, but there's a different version of yourself that you should be working towards and creating so that you're able to get through doors that you say you want to be in because no one's going to just let you in because that's just how you are. You can be that's how you are outside the door. You can be that's how you are outside of this company because we got to spend money to insure you. We got to spend money to pay you and train you. We got to we have to deal with the other people who have to deal with you. Uh, No. So it's important for you to really master your skill set, master your understanding of what that looks like, what that is and what you would desire that to be. Don't be so hard in who you think you are and wanting to remain so stagnant in that that you block yourself from evolving. There's so much potential, whether it's corporate America, whether it's retail, whether it's the restaurant business, whatever, for you to really grow. But you're not going to do that blocking yourself from evolving. You're not going to do that. You can't handle situations like you would want to handle situations because you just don't deal with disrespect. First of all, identify what you view as disrespect and understand that you can be assertive without being disrespectful. I'm a very assertive person. Naturally, I don't do passive aggression aggression. I'm not that person. I've never been that person. It's not who I am. It's not in me, but I am an assertive person, but I also lead with compassion. I also lead with a sense of wanting to understand. I also lead with a sense of, I know what's disrespectful to me, but I'm also intelligent enough to know that you may not know that I know. I think that's disrespect. So I'm willing to have conversations for us to have clarity. But again, this is me growing and learning and evolving in an atmosphere that requires me to grow and evolve in those ways. If I have to have you as somebody's supervisor and you look like you just ready for conflict all the time, that's not a good fit for business, your liability. 
If I interview you and you showing up with hoodies on, you you sluggish and all of that, and this is a corporate environment, educate yourself on the environment you're trying to apply to, please. Understand the type of environment. There are some environments that are fine with the casual look. They're fine with the slouchy look. They're fine with the come as you are look. But there are other industries that require you to present yourself in a way that is very professional. You need to look like the money that they about to spend on you. And I'm not saying a name brand. Nobody cares about Versace and Louis Vuitton. You will never know. Real successful people, real people with real money don't look like they got money. They look together. They look well put together. They have nice homes. They have all of this, but they are not flashy individuals. You're not impressing anybody with that. And then sometimes you come in, the way you come in and the way you act is also the way that you stay. You'll always be an entry level, no matter how much skill set you get. If you're not able to grow and evolve personality wise, if you're not able to grow and evolve when it comes to your communication style, if you're not able to really adapt to the ever changing environments that you'll be working in, you will remain in this box. And that's why you have people doing the same type of job for years and years and years because they don't want to evolve. They don't want to change who they naturally are or they're afraid to. There are people who really have a lot of potential, but they are afraid to grow. They're afraid to evolve. They're afraid to expand. Why? Because that costs something. It costs something. And that's a big, 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 big chunk of cost if I'm not quite ready to let go of who I I thought myself to be. So I'm giving you guys a bit of this information so that you know that there are some things that you may need to change. And there's going to be a part two, but there's some things that you are needing to change. You may need to change in order to really be able to flourish the way that you want. Of course, there's so much networking that happens in, in, in the work industry. So much, no matter what industry you choose to be in, no matter what industry you choose to tap, you don't have to stick with one industry. But it's important for you to show stability. It's important for you to show that you're willing to grow and you're willing to learn and you're willing to, even if I'm only here six months, I'm going to give you the best six months I can because I may need you as a reference. Somebody else in this company may see me and see my work ethic and decide, you know what, before I let you leave the company, I would like to offer you a different position. I would like for you to come and join us. I would like for you to be a part of us. I would like for you to, you know what I mean? So you never know who's watching. Majority of the opportunities that I've gotten have been because people have saw me, saw me in my element. They've saw me work when I thought no one was looking. They've seen me speak with people when I didn't care who was looking. I'm just talking. I'm, I'm engaging. I'm interacting. I'm running things. You never know. And there's always something to learn. There's always something to to take from what it is that you're growing through. There's so much. You don't ever stay the same. And there's a big difference in the evolution in your career when you understand that. Okay. So. 
Think about where it is that you were struggling when it comes to maybe getting and obtaining jobs or deciding, you know, if this field is for you. Understanding your strengths and weaknesses is a major thing. What is your strong suit? Not everyone can deal with the public. Not everyone. It takes a special skill to deal with some people in this world. It really, really does. People act a fool over the phone. People act a fool in person. If that's not something you can deal with or want to deal with, trust me, I understand. I don't want to do if I don't have to. I don't want to. I made the decision when I was 24. I don't want to talk on the phones to people. I don't. Now, I enjoy talking to people on the phones like when I am when they're calling me because they need me when they you know, when it's something that. I need to do because it's it's helping them. I don't mind doing that, but I'm not taking no calls from people in the, in the world. People are real ignorant and I don't have the patience for it, especially the older I get. Older I get, I just really have no patience for people who are just really ignorant. I just don't. I just I, I just want to hang slap up. But you can't just hang up on people. You know, it, it, it just and I don't have the patience to keep warning you. I'm going to just hang up. And then I don't care what happens. So I understand that there are some things that I, no matter how long I've been in the workforce, that's just not my strength. That's just not something I want to deal with. I don't want my nerves bad like that. So I didn't apply for jobs and I've turned down jobs that would require that of me. Because I'm not going home stressed out like that. I'm not going to be letting these people irritate my soul because something that they could have controlled or something I can't control, but I'm doing the job and they angry at me because they can't be angry at nobody else. I don't got time for that. I got my own stress. I got my own problems. I got my own life, right? Some of y'all mamas and daddies and sisters and brothers and some of y'all are horrible, horrible, horrible. You treat people bad. You treat wait staff bad. You treat people over the phone bad. You treat, you know, you just, not good people. And you should really change that because karma. Karma is a real thing. So I would encourage each of you to start looking up things that your your strength. What are your strengths? Find jobs and fields that are good. Create those skill sets that require you to flourish in those careers. Even if you're utilizing it for while you're working as an entrepreneur, you still need business etiquette. You still need to know how to communicate. You still know, need to know how to engage. You still know need to know conflict resolution. You still need these things. That doesn't change no matter what your industry is that you're working with or what your position is. You can start anywhere. Okay. So I hope that this episode brings you a bit of clarity on uh, what's happening. Yes, there are a lot of jobs right now. Yes, there are a lot of opportunities in different fields right now. Find companies that have staying power. Find companies that have really good benefits. Figure out if you're already in an industry, what the growth will look like for that. What can you do to expand? How can you promote? How can you evolve in whatever profession you're in? Right? Okay. So I love you guys. Thank you all so much for all of your love and your support. Thank you for, um, you know, just allowing me to continue to be used as a vessel. I will have a second episode I'll release for you guys to help you with the type of jobs and the type of skill sets and where to look for the best jobs and why it's important to have, you know, mentors and not necessarily mentors. You don't just have a mentor, but just anybody. You can learn from anyone. 
You can learn from anyone. Be very clear on what your intentions are. Be really clear on what your purpose is and really just move according to that. Always challenge yourself to be better. Okay. All right. I love you guys. I love you guys. I love you guys. Until our next episode. Bye.